Hi, everyone. Welcome to Basic Binges, part of Nom Talk Network. Uh, on the show, we review popular shows that are out now while eating and drinking some of our favorite TV snacks. Uh, I'm your host, Whitney, and um, I was enjoying prior to this, I actually made a shepherd's pie. I was going to get really elaborate with it. I was going to do like kind of a dragon design, but I ran out of time. <laughs> but that's for next time. Um, and may I introduce our guests for the day? We have Mary Ann and Michael Lee. I'm excited to talk about House of the Dragon today. Um, I'm going to take it over to Mary. What are you snacking or drinking? Uh, this evening, I am doing a whiskey sour with some really nice high-end coffee liqueur and chocolate bitters with a hit of a very <clears throat> spicy bitters. So it's like a really spicy chocolate. It's real good. That's amazing. That sounds so good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> believe it or not, I don't. I, I I was snacking on um vanilla ice cream. That was like the safest <laughs> and plainest thing I could have, but it was good because it was vanilla bean. So I went the extra mile. So you were theming because it's ice, right? And like yeah. her cocktail is spicy, so it's fire into ice. It's fire, you know? yeah. Hey, there you go. Hey, there we go. Hey. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well. How about we dive in? So basically the setup of, you know, House of the Dragon, we're looking at about 172 years prior to Game of Thrones and the death of the Mad King and Daenerys Targaryen. So starting off right at the bat, there was a tribute to Daenerys, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go around very quickly. And before going into and diving into it fully, what were your guys' thoughts going into it? And when you heard it was, there was going to be a show about the Targaryen dynasty. I am still baffled by this time period that they chose, because if I had my pick, this is not what I would have picked. And I also am a fan of the Targaryen dynasty. We were talking about this earlier a little bit. Mm -hmm. And there's so much to pull from. Like there, there is literally so much history in that one family. So why this timeline? Because this one is so close to what we just got with all those seasons. So why revisit? <laughs> I mean, I wanted to see the the fall of Hall. Like that would have been amazing. Like go back even farther than we are right now for that. But nope. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, even like Aegon the Conqueror, kind of even just starting off from the beginning would have been dope to see too. Mm -hmm. yeah. What about you, Michael? Well, I have to say I'm not as well versed as you ladies as the in, in uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, it's okay. Because I do appreciate, you know, swords and dragons and kingdom show because, you know, yeah. I, I'm really excited for the Lord of the Rings, the, uh, the Ring of Power show that's coming up as well. Um, so I, I don't know necessarily the timelines. I do recognize the families um, considering how burned I was with how uh, it all ended. I was kind of disappointed and I wasn't really that enthusiastic but you know considering how you know uh Whitney was just loving this show and loving it is like all right you know what I'll I'll give it a chance and you it didn't really um it didn't pull the needle back it it, it went kind of forward but I, I it wouldn't I wouldn't say it moved it dramatically but you know what I'm back in it sort of thing I'm excited to be back in it 
So I, I, I love seeing the whole uh, line of succession, the, you know, the debates between who, you know, you got to have a son and you know, there's the daughter fighting with the, you know, pitting the uh, the daughter with the cousin sort of thing. I still have to remember the names. I have it all listed down right here, but um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I, I like, I like that it's going back to its roots. I, I figure it can't go anywhere else. That it's the, that's the best way to start off with some sort of familiarity, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, it's also a cool show because you don't necessarily have to have watched Game of Thrones, although it's a plus because there's obviously like Easter eggs and references, but you can mm. kind of go into this with a fresh mind because I have a lot of friends who weren't really into the show or didn't watch much of it that were like, oh, this was a cool show. And they're kind of like trying to dive into it and check it out because of the first episode of this. So it's kind of dope, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so basically, um, yeah. So spoiler alert in case you're here and you have not watched that first episode, <laughs> there is there are going to be some major spoilers I going on. Some. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mentioned that to you. Oops, I forgot. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a ton of those. <laughs> there were almost ten you guys million. Had two nights to do this. Watched it. Yeah. Yeah, you had two nights yeah, to do this. Like... So if you're in it, you're you're too late. <laughs> yeah, I believe it was like HBO's like biggest. Uh, it is premiere, the highest, right? the highest watched premiere in their history, and that's across yes. classic HBO and the streaming service. That's crazy. So like you know, it's funny because. Although people were upset about, you know, how Game of Thrones ended, rightfully so. People were still invested. That shows, you know, people are like, we're coming back. All right. What's going on? They have how many years worth of costumes and fandom stuff that they need to use again? Like, that's that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They're like, damn, okay, we got to reuse some of this stuff. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, just starting off, even with that opening scene, immediately we get dragons. Like, you know, there was no slow burn. It was just boom. You know, we get... <laughs> yeah, I, I like how the they opened that tag too, that how they cut off some of the some of that tag and just like before Daenerys, I think that's what it was, right? Yeah. There was this whole whole line, and then it's like, oh my gosh, I know where you guys are going with this now. So yeah, I had a I like that little nod. Yeah, it was definitely it was very nostalgic and it felt good. I was like, oh, it was a cute tribute. Thank you. You know, she's recognized. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah let's just kind of dive in so we're introduced to a lot of characters we see the first dragon i believe his name was uh was it cyrax or i was thinking it was cyrax right i'm like yeah yeah, cyrax because it's rainera's dragon so we're introduced to rainera who already is like very charming and she already you know she seems very opinionated and you know quirky and so we're introduced to her character and already we kind of, we see how her father, Viserys, there's some conflict going on because he needs an heir and his wife is about to give birth, you know, and he's very, he's convinced. He's like, there's a boy in her belly, you know? <laughs> and so uh, Renera definitely feels, you know, she's kind of, she feels kind of left out because she's, you know, her father has definitely put so much focus on an heir when she's, clearly available there but for the targaryens a queen has never sat on the iron throne you know so what are our thoughts on rhaenyra so far and viserys and all that situation i am hoping we get a little bit more 
distance between characters we've already met in this universe, just because they do kind of feel a little cookie cutter at this point. And that's just, that's me complaining because there's no reason they should be that way. So I'm, I'm assuming that was by design for this first episode, just to kind of bring Mm -hmm. in and make those Game of Thrones viewers feel a little bit more comfortable. Like, oh yeah, I recognize this person. I know these motivations. I get this. So I'm kind of hoping as we progress and I'm willing to stay for a progression if it's good. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that's what happens is that these characters who we just met, who do kind of seem pretty similar to people we've already met in this universe will mm-hmm. kind of grow, hopefully question mark. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. definitely agree. What do you think, Michael? I, I, I kind of like how we, started off with Rhaenyra um like you said it was just showing her you know getting familiar with the character her attitudes and everything like that how she's more destined for being on you know riding on the backs of a dragon basically she's more more in tune to that rather than sitting back on the side of a on the side of the her father or acting as queen she's she's more destined for like the battlefield sort of thing so I like that yeah and it's, it's pretty cool to see because, you know, we're seeing King's Landing and we're seeing it at the peak of Targaryen power. So it's been for about, I believe King Viserys has been king for about nine years now. And prior to that, Jaehaerys Targaryen, he was on the throne for a while. There was like about 60 or 50 something years of peace because nobody was going to try to <laughs> combat the Targaryens. They had dragons. So it was like, it was peaceful. It was a time of peace. So it was really cool to kind of enter this world where, you know, we're used to seeing the Baratheons and the Lannisters and King's Landing. We're seeing Targaryens. We're seeing the banners and the dragons, you know, just flying over King's Landing and people just going about their day. Like this is a normal occurrence, you know? <laughs> um, so basically, you know, we're introduced to Damon Targaryen played by mm. the wonderful Matt Smith. <laughs> who I can is- understand it now. <laughs> and he's just sitting instantly on the iron throne which is already you know that's kind of a power move <laughs> like he's already kind of establishing already claiming yeah <laughs> yeah so uh he definitely thrives in the chaos you know he definitely has his own he has a mind of its own of his own and especially with the watch the gold cloaks he goes rogue and is basically like, let them fear the color gold and let's just go off in a killing spree, you know? Oh my God. (laughs) So very, you know, his introduction is definitely very bold. What are we thinking about him and his ambitions? I just want to say that I love seeing the Iron Throne a little bit more like what it's supposed to look like. Like we know Mm -hmm. that the Baratheons redid the throne room. Like we know that. But I guess it didn't really register that they had also redone the throne because in early concept art, the throne was supposed to be really tall and on a dais just filled with swords. There's supposed to be so many swords. So that was like my my first, okay, good, yay, I'm excited now. Look at all those swords. Um, I like seeing Matt Smith in a different role. He likes to challenge himself and this is definitely different than we've seen him previously uh i'm very curious to see just how much tension 
there's going to be between him and the rest of the family going forward. Cause I mean, we already saw a lot of it. So where else is it going to go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I agree. I, that, that was perfectly said because he, he's really pushing people's buttons and he's really itching to get into that throne and he'll do anything to get there. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, he's kind of acting like he, you know, he wanted to be more so the hand of the king, but we all know it, it's kind of obvious that he's kind of wanting more power, you know, and even with, I mean, he seems like a complex character because even when he's, you know, in the brothel and everyone's celebrating, he's a little quiet after certain events occur, you know? So like you can tell there's something going on in his mind and there might be some kind of conflict within himself. But he made that toast, you know, he, made, he yeah, definitely yeah. That toast, yes. Air for a day. So. He said he said those words. Yeah. Well, he didn't deny that he said the word. Right. Yeah, I respect that. <laughs> That's true, too. You got you got to respect the guy who's honest. And I mean, they, they go through there's a scene later on where they talk about all of the jobs that he's had all of the things that they've tried to give him just to kind of rein him in. And it's one mm-hmm. of those, is it that he wants power? Yeah, probably. Or is it that he just hasn't found that thing yet? And suddenly he's in charge of a small army and it's like, oh, hey, yeah, this, I like this. 100%. Oh. Jack of all trades who finds his, you know. Killing. Finds his calling. Yeah, he's finds <laughs> his calling, yeah, to kill. He's killing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was really cool to see the the beginning of the gold cloaks, though. That was yeah. that was neat. And I I don't know if I'm a terrible parent or not. My uh, my 16 year old has been watching through Game of Thrones for the first time in the weeks leading up to House of the Dragon, and so he watched the <laughs> premiere with me. He's not yet through the the original series yet, and was just like, "Oh wait, are those the gold cloaks? This is when these are so dope." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we liked that part. That is really it's, cool it, to see. Yeah, it's a great experience kind of, you know, watching it with him and seeing, you know, his reactions and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Yeah, I just got um, a friend of mine to start binging Game of Thrones. So I was super excited to kind of revisit, you know, the first season. And I'm like, oh, boy, you're in for a ride, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Some of it totally holds up. Some of it holds up. Oh, yeah. But I... Ugh. I was I was one of those people that was writing reviews that started with well in the books. So I was the person that people would come to and be like, okay, so how different was this? Like, did this happen? Did it happen like this? And my son is aware of this in watching the show. And he's like, is that what happened? No. You're like, no. (laughs) Yeah, because I believe they stopped consulting with uh, Martin pretty early on. No. Like, yeah, because I know he's like he's really in this one. He's really invested. They're like, yeah, they're, he's really involved in this one for sure. Yes. So I'm like, OK. And you can kind of, you can I, definitely tell. Yeah, I, I overheard or I read that he was happy that there's like a more diverse uh, creative cast or creative crew. So, yes, yeah, he seems to be more involved now. So. Yeah. Yeah. The and less we in- talk about those old showrunners, the better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Remember when they were going to direct a Star Wars thing and then we all saw the final season and and like two weeks later, they got kicked Just- off the project. That was the greatest day ever. <laughs> <laughs> the 
That's I'm amazing. I was so amazing. <laughs> and then they had that other project that shall be not be named. Oh so yeah, that was that was HBO, like oh, yeah. that was an okay one to cancel. Thank you for canceling <laughs> that <laughs> one. One hundred percent. I like um, the new showrunners though. I, again, the yeah. the more diversity in the main cast, more diversity behind the camera. Like this is what we should be doing. There's no reason for it not to be that way. Exactly. And then speaking of diversity, we're introduced into two different families in this show. You know, yeah, we're introduced to, I believe they're the Valerians and the Hightowers. So the Valerians are seafarers that are actually, they're in a close alliance with the Targaryens. And we've got, uh, what's his name, Corlys? Corlys? I had to look it up. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many names. I believe his name, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so he actually is the richest man in Westeros. And he is a seafarer and very close to the Targaryen family. And they're actually from Old Illyria, I believe, as well, which is the ancestral uh, location of the Targaryen. Corlaris, yes. Yes. <laughs> and then we've got the High Towers, which are, I believe, the oldest family of Westeros and also very rich. We've got Otto Hightower, who is the Hand of the King. And we're introduced to his daughter, Alicent Hightower, which you know, like I, I don't, I haven't seen any more. Have you guys seen more than the first episode? No. Okay, no. cool. Yeah. So I'm curious because I have read the book. So I'm curious to see what's going to come through, you know, and I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but going in, what are we thinking so far of the different families that have been introduced and Otto and Allison and her relationship with the Targaryens? It's going to be interesting, I agree, to see what's going to happen next. Um, I also know that we're going to be getting a spinoff series about the sea snake. So that's that's really... really? Yeah, that... So there are four other spinoff series currently in development right now, and that's one of them. And so I've been really excited to see him introduced. That's going to be amazing. Like, okay... What is he? Is he good? Is he? What What is he like? And so I'm I'm very excited about that and to see more of him in this show because I mean obviously we just got like a very small snippet so there's no telling where he's going to go from here mm-hmm. so that's exciting and the high towers we've heard mentioned a couple times in mm-hmm. the original series and books mm-hmm. so getting to kind of learn more about that family by watching them that'll be fun I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's how I would say yes. <laughs> He's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's so already just in this first episode, characters have kind of surprised me because I mean, even the sea snake, he he's in support of Damon, you know? And that's that, you know, and then Otto and Damon are definitely at odds. You know, there's there's definitely a lot of animosity there. And Otto, I respected him up until he tried to pimp out his daughter. <laughs> you know, like, yikes. I mean, we've seen that happen a lot too. So it's not like that's unknown. <laughs> but yeah, that was a little, that's true. A little uncomfortable. It's like yeah. she is his daughter's best friend slash roommate. So maybe this is not the best idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you know you've read the books, we kind of know what happens. And yikes! So yeah, I don't know if I want to spoil that for anyone, but I don't know if they're going to go through with it in the show. But it kind of seems like they are going that direction. Oh, they will. Come right? on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be a Game of Thrones without <laughs> something like that. Will will. There were some things they avoided in the original, but I see no reason why they wouldn't do oh, that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're we're shown the tournament where we see more of the different families. We see some Tarleys. We see, you know, Baratheons. Uh, we see some from Dorne, which was pretty dope. You know, and then of course they don't shy away from any of the gore instantly. You know, it was like cool. All right, you know, let's see, let's see some intestines and <laughs> We are introduced. Skull to... rippings. Yes. Yeah. Let's that be was, honest. The most was... realistic thing to ever happen in a Game of Thrones episode is that squire who is throwing up after he oh, sees yeah. what happened. Because <laughs> it's like. Yeah. So <laughs> the axe was on the head and it's like. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the yeah. background, like in the back corner, you see the yeah, squire it. like vomiting. <laughs> it's like. Oh. Yeah, that was dark. a nice touch, honestly, though. I yeah. felt bad laughing, but it was a good laugh. It was like, yes, yes, this is a good addition. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Damon basically losing, you know, he had to yield. That was interesting. So I wondered, you know, like, because he, uh, I forget, what, what's his name from Dorn? I didn't, I didn't catch his name. I did not catch his right. name. Either. I didn't catch yeah. his name. But uh, he's definitely coming back. You know, you could tell that there's... He was pretty. (laughs) He was pretty. And he beat Damon. So there's something going... Yeah, exactly. Uh How long is that going to last? Damon is going to have some unfinished business with that guy. Of course. Very much like... I mean, there was parallels even like... Do you remember like with the Viper getting kind of, you know, cocky when he was just kind of turning around when he was fighting with the mountain? And, yes. you know, Damon yep. kind of did the same thing where he was like, just, cool, I won. He monologuing. He exactly. turned around, monologuing. <laughs> I turned to my son and I said, he's monologuing. And yes. the next thing, it's like, oh, <laughs> they telegraphed that like way too much. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's, there's too, he's too happy. There's a catch, you know. Mm-hmm. And then simultaneously going on is, um, the king's wife she's giving birth and oh, that God. scene is just wow <laughs> you know it, it's definitely very tragic because you know he's having to sit here and choose between the heir you know his son or his wife and then well, that yeah, was that, devastating it, to watch i mean it was rough and obviously, I mean, Game of Thrones is no stranger to rough scenes, graphic violence, sexual trauma, things like that. I, I hesitate to say they never really bothered me because I can make the distinction between fantasy fiction and mm. based on real life things. But this this thing where he didn't even tell her what was happening, he didn't tell her this is the choice because yeah. in that moment, she probably would have chosen the same thing, but he didn't give her that choice. And I did not yes. like that at all. Like that should have, it would have been so easy to just put that moment in there, but it was to make him seem more desperate 
mm-hmm. in that moment. And I, I just, I have an issue with that. Yeah, I definitely thought leaning into it, because when he's like, oh, they're going to bring the babe in, you know, I thought he was going to kind of maybe like make her feel or like let her know. I don't know. But yeah, then suddenly, to say, here's, yeah. here's what's happening. Yeah. You're either both going to die or you need to make this decision to save our child like that. We've seen it in a hundred other shows, a hundred other films. Why this choice? And I hope it kind of gets explained later on. Cause right now I'm still kind of mad about it. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I, I was, I was going to ask you, was that a, a choice um, at least for the story to, to make him portray him as like this, like you said, desperate, or is it just kind of a lazy writing choice i guess i don't know yet because again this is just one episode and we can't really judge a style or a theme of writing yet i think um but again it just we've seen him as being very loving towards her and towards his family and so that's why it 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 already felt wrong like they've established this guy for me yeah it caught me off guard too because i was like wait he was obviously caring for her and then um there was there was plenty of moments beforehand where he's, it wasn't as backstabby, you know, as the Game of Thrones perceived it, we perceive mm-hmm. it to be. There was this loving relationship, and for him to take that choice away, it felt very off-putting. And I was like, oh, this is something completely different. And I I was kind of thinking in my head, he's going to regret doing that because somehow it's going to, you know, hurt him in the end. And that could be what it is. It could be the setup for that for later on for his character arc. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, him and his wife shared like a really nice intimate moment when she's taking a bath and she's kind of being vulnerable and telling him like, this is the last time, you know, I'm going to try because, you know, she's already gone through a lot of trauma and he Mm -hmm. seemed respectful of it and he was very loving. So, right. Like you just said, to see him just be like, I mean, Granted, it wasn't like he made he was having a hard time making the decision. So I'll give him yeah. that. You know, it's not like he was like, oh, yeah. the baby, you know, duh. No. But right. Like <laughs> it was a decision that she should have been consulted about. And, and he should have said goodbye to her because again, we've seen like this this very loving relationship already. And then he doesn't even say good. Yeah. And and then the way he comforted her during the whole process and not even really explaining what was going on is like... Was he comforting her as they were holding I, I, that, That's probably a poor choice of words. Knowing that, what was going yeah, on. That, that's probably that's a poor choice of words. I, she's just like try, deceptively, you know, consoling yeah. her or something. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> I don't know if there's another word for that kind of thing, but... Yeah, he he wasn't being fully honest with her, being very shady about it. And it's just, yeah, he wasn't. wasn't and it's, like it. it's pretty sad because literally instantly right after we see, you know, she's on the, the pyre and then we see the baby. And then it's like what literally no one survived. You know, they both passed. So, mm-hmm. you know, yikes. And then, you know, that is the scene where we we hear our first Dracaris, which I was pretty stoked about. Um, but we see Damon's character kind of also be vulnerable and just kind of trying to guide um, Rhaenyra or Rhaenyris into, uh, you know, kind of helping her father out. So I was kind of, I, I'm, that's why it makes me interested in his character because he seems complex. Like he seems loyal 
to his family. To certain members of the family. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I think he's loyal to her. He likes her a lot. And it's it's that weird, are they going to go Lannister or are they just... (laughs) Like <laughs> and so you know on the same the- age here. <laughs> yeah. I had I had family members who would bring me presents when they would travel and it wasn't weird. And so <laughs> it's just like no the dark sister. Yes. Right? The dark <laughs> sister? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um so just uh yeah, bringing it back to Rhaenyra and her character development, because I know there's going to be a time jump, obviously, because we're going to be seeing different actors coming in and portraying Allison and her. But just her, I'm, I'm interested to see how long they'll keep her to see her in this age and the character development she has now. Mm-hmm. And basically, especially like towards the oh, the scene just kind of gives me, gives me the chills when they're in front of Valerian. And they're in front of the skull. And Viserys is basically telling her, look, like, I'm, I'm sorry that this whole time I wanted a son. I was so focused on an heir when I've had a daughter here more than capable the entire time. You know, so like she's hearing this for the first time. This must be like, whoa, like she's obviously in shock. And then the moment when he's explaining about Aegon, how it wasn't necessarily about conquering. It was about his vision, you know, about. The world of man ending and winter coming. Oh my God! When they- and then <laughs> and then they mentioned the, those two words. It's like they said the thing. They said the thing. Yep. like yep. like Leonardo. We like, all had that moment. I think like everybody <laughs> watching it had that moment of just like, <gasps> but the thing they said the thing. <laughs> he called it a song of ice and fire. I was like, oh my God! <laughs> Basically, you know, you know, having a Targaryen on the throne, and I was like, yeah, she was there. For a bit, but not she was on the for like five minutes. And if you count, like you know, John, he's half. Yeah. So there's they, two they of them. They didn't specify how much Targaryen. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, what are our thoughts on this? Basically, this information that we've been exposed to that the Targaryens have known about this vision. Basically, the they, whole time. well, some of them knew about it, right? Obviously, and who knows what uh, Master Aemon of the Night's Watch knew before he forgot because exactly. he tells John and Sam a lot of things, and he probably knew about that too. And it just was not ever divulged when it could be of use. So it's like one of those things where if you don't keep telling the story, it's going to get forgotten. Right down the knowledge, the history, things oh. like that, and so who knows where that chain was broken? I didn't think about that. That that's a really good way to look at that story. Yeah, I mean, maybe we see where it's broken. Like maybe by the yeah, end maybe of, this is this is this maybe it ends with her. Point. You yeah. know, yeah. and even someone pointed out that even um, her accent when she says Dracarys is slightly different than Daenerys's, and they were saying basically because she, she's closer to uh, the time when like high Valyrian was used more frequently which mm-hmm. I thought was an intro I thought that was pretty interesting I'm like okay we get you know a lot of we get high Valyrian we get that conversation with Damon and her which is pretty cool to see that that's just used regularly um but also yeah, so- Daenerys lived in another part of the world for most of her life like 
So her accent would, of course, be different, no matter how often she spoke it or not, because that's just what she would have grown up hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Because she grew up. Yeah. Sorry, I'm watching your cat again. Oh, I know. I saw your cat. (laughs) Sorry, she's right there. Rise up and like, oh, this is my little calico. She's just kind (laughs) of hanging out in the back. (laughs) I believe you have a dog, Michael, right? Yeah, I do have a dog. I I can bring him, but he's away right now. He's probably sleeping. Oh, I have a fish. (laughs) (laughs) We have all animals. Yeah, we have animals. Yeah. Yeah. We're covering our bases. (laughs) um what i thought would have been dope to see going back to speaking about like timelines and such would have been like seeing old valeria and seeing that aspect of it and seeing them talk about because there was like danny the dreamer they called her and she was the one that actually had a vision about the doom of valeria the doom of valeria was basically when valeria basically caught it was like dragons front rogue it was a whole thing but it succumbed to fire and dragons but the Targaryens, they were one of the families in Old Valyria, and they knew they saw this vision, so they fled to Dragonstone. So they were saved. So it'd be kind of cool to see that part of, you know, like the Targaryens, kind of like the beginning of them with Aegon and everyone fleeing. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the other uh, uh, spinoffs in the works is Queen Nymeria. So, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. So her and her ships going to Dorne and her burning her ships to show that they are never going back and that whole thing. That's that's on the list too. Ooh. That so makes sense why it was referenced when you know she's mm-hmm. with Alicent going over her lesson. Yep. Well, she's one of the I mean, there's what three very strong women in the history of all of this world that people always talk about, and she's one of them. So that that made sense. Yeah. I mean, Arya named her direwolf after her. So. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So this is a maritime thing. You said ships. So it's like, well, mm-hmm. that's that's the thing is that she had ships. She was uh, a warrior queen who set off across the ocean and came to Dorne and fell in love with the prince there. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's unclear think- how much we would get of like her travels or anything, but would be awesome that would be awesome i i i kind of like this whole idea of medieval you know sailing the seas and oceans and yeah that sounds pretty awesome actually now yeah because it's it's mostly land and and mountains and that's it it's like okay so let's get aria's spinoff yeah there we go yes or just traveling the world i mean i know get some pirates up in here now come on Right. Hopefully, we see a lot of that with the Sea Snake spinoff. That would be phenomenal. And also, I believe there's going to be how official is the Jon Snow spinoff? Has it been verified? It, it's official. It. I mean, it came from Kit and George, both of them. So yeah. So we might see Arya in there. I mean, I feel like because it is post Game of Thrones, you know, at this point, because it's him beyond the wall and living out. So with the Wildlings, I feel like we'll mm. definitely revisit. And it'll be interesting to see the future and see how King's Landing is holding up if they do show it, which I feel they would have to, you know, mm-hmm. and seeing Arya and seeing, you know, Sansa. It's the new, it's the new Valyria. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Gone through, it's gone through dragon fire and war and collapse and very post-apocalyptic. and <laughs> Exactly. 
yeah, I'm definitely interested in that. And then um, someone made an interesting point too, um, timeline wise uh, with um, Melisandre, you know, the red woman, because mm-hmm. she was like 200 and she was like 200 something years old. So she would technically be alive right now for House of the Dragon, but she'd be either very young or I don't know her age, but it would be interesting if she kind of popped up as a cameo somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. That would be kind of interesting to see. Do we have any any cool theories going on with what where this may lead? I don't yet get, I say. <laughs> I'll probably need another episode or two to get the feel of where I think they're going. Same. I probably need to rewatch some like quick abridged versions of uh <laughs> Game of Thrones just to familiar my, myself again. It's like, oh, okay, that's the character. I remember her and I remember her. But I remember who you're talking about too. So I don't know. That's the whole kind of the witch who was mm-hmm. foretold, um, who healed uh, Jon Snow, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So there we go. So there I you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where, what direction or her trajectory is in this show. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot of little fun Easter eggs too within the show. Like, you know, the dagger that my has. That yeah. is yeah. the dagger, right? I didn't see these things until now. So it's good. Yeah. It, it is so, the same one, right? So that dagger. Yeah, yeah. That dagger oh. is the dragon bone hilted dagger that gets sent to kill Bran that cuts up Caitlin's hands. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then it's the same dagger that um, Bran gives to Arya. And when she kills the Night King, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Yeah, that's the same dagger. That's yep. insane. That's the drop, so cool. Yeah, the drop thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Murder just... child does does her own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then um, hopefully, I mean, we'll definitely be able to see some Dragonstone, like Dragonstone, the location. Yeah, I know because yeah, I definitely saw in like teasers and stuff. It's in. So they they released a big teaser that's almost three minutes long called "In the Weeks to Come," where they show oh, a yeah. bunch of scenes oh, for episodes, that. and one of the shots is them around the table at Dragonstone, and I was just like, "Yeah, oh. I love that table." Yeah. And then it shows like <laughs> that kind of like pathway that leads up to it because it shows um it shows uh. I think it shows the dragon landing and I don't know if there's some kind of conflict or if it's just her landing, you know, or if Damon goes off there. I don't know. You know, it'd be very interesting to see. And it was also cool to see a lot of the old families from game of Thrones, you know, when they're pledging their allegiance and you see like Rickon Stark, who at the time is Lord of Winterfell, who clearly mm-hmm. young Rickon Stark is named after rest in peace. <laughs> oh, <God. Yeah. laughs> um, and seeing Baratheons again and just, you know, Tarleys and all these families mentioned and knowing that this is just like pre Game of Thrones era. It also is kind of tough because I am a huge Daenerys fan and I just know where this is leading because of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> sad um but yeah what are um trying to think what are you guys do you guys have a favorite character so far you pull it up again (laughs) (laughs) i know lots of rhaenyra's aemon's daemon (laughs) 
Yeah, the the sea snake and his wife, even though she barely spoke, but their their exchange, that one scene of the two of them talking, uh, one of the other shows I've been rewatching is The Crown, because it's really good writing and performances, and it reminds me so much of some of those scenes between the Queen and Philip, where it's just like, yep, they know what they're about. They know what's going on. They're just kind of sitting back and watching what happens to wait for their move. And I, yeah. I like that. I always am interested in characters like that because they they present as slightly smarter than everyone else in the room. And I always end up really enjoying those kind of journeys. Yeah, Reynas Targaryen, she is awesome. She should have been queen. Yeah, the oh, yeah. queen that never was that's what she was dubbed you know that's kind of, that's rough but she definitely you know she's she's a dragon rider she she knows what's up and like you said she definitely her and her husband the sea snake what a power couple by the way you know right? they are the power <laughs> couple <laughs> like there's something going on and she's you know even when they're at the tournament and they're just kind of like talking like there's more to that and i'm curious as to where that's gonna lead agree you know, she's going to try to get the throne or, you know, but she, she understands that, you know, the Targaryens are strict with tradition in regards to a woman being on the throne is a big no-no, but obviously Viserys is like, he's, he's doing it. And, you know, I'm kind of nervous to see how that goes though, because I've read the book and I know what happens later on. So I'm a little nervous. (laughs) Like, I don't want to get attached to anybody. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. We know oh, that. Yeah. Don't get attached to anybody. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Nobody is safe. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like taking it back to Matt Smith, just seeing him play this character is a lot of fun because I'm a huge Doctor Who fan and, you know, the crown. And he's, he's just a phenomenal actor. And even in, in this character, he plays him so well he plays the complexity and he plays that kind of chaos so perfectly so i i'm excited i want them to keep him around and see <laughs> we saw his butt he'll probably be around for a little while <laughs> yeah <laughs> right let's see okay that's fair enough. i think yes. we were all like Ooh, game of thrones if we see their butt they're around for at least another half a season <laughs> exactly <laughs> and he he gave an interview within this last two weeks during the press junket where he said something about yeah i have too many sex scenes and no one should have that many and the (laughs) response the response on the internet was like no no no, not enough (laughs) no No. more mad mad i know he's so sweet (laughs) that's what it is is he's so sweet that he (laughs) oh it just made me laugh so much (laughs) it's so great (laughs) Oh my goodness. I actually saw a lot of people complaining about the wigs in this series. And I had really? to like kind of stop them huh. and say, I'm sorry, please go back and watch any scene with Daenerys, just any of them, and tell me that that wig is better than anything we are seeing in this first episode. I thought I thought they looked great. Even Matt Smith looks yeah. fine. You know, like it just it looks great they look it like real in. hair rather than <laughs> some something you just pulled out of a bag from amazon 
which I spirit Halloween. Spirit Halloween. <laughs> my my favorite quote is from um Face Off, the makeup show on sci-fi from a few years ago. Um uh-huh. uh Glenn, one of the judges, his quote was that is some real party city shit. And that is my favorite quote ever when describing bad costumes and bad hair. <laughs> <laughs> so just you ever see something like that just think to yourself that's some real party city shit party city <laughs> i thought i honestly i thought the wigs in this were phenomenal and the cinematography they, they yeah the, the cinematography the wardrobe it was all beautiful like it was visually stunning just- the joust in particular some of those camera angles where we had like lance cam that was awesome and i very much enjoyed that my my complaint always about fight scenes battle scenes hand-to-hand combat is when you get too many cuts it takes away from the action takes away from from the moment and i think there was too much of that for Mm -hmm. my taste but the yeah the cinematography was great can't wait to see other locations yeah lots of you know foreshadowing even within the joust itself mm-hmm. you know even with like damon uh i believe the first uh night he picks is a high tower and mm-hmm. i don't know if that was him trying to send a message to Otto, you know and even go oh, it he, was like, yeah he right we all know it was he's, he's being petty and he's going up he even goes up to um talk to allison and she kind of like gives him her blessing her, you know her best wishes you know he's definitely trying to get under Otto's skin and Otto is just not having it, you know? It's working. <laughs> it's working. Everything he's doing is working. <laughs> so yeah, definitely very, I'm nervous but excited. Um, let's see, uh, do we have any anything else to say in regards to the show, wardrobe, cinematography, performances? My favorite moment was when Alicent came to speak to the king and he was just sitting there in his man cave painting his Warhammer minis like that. That was the best moment. <laughs> That's all I could think of is leave him alone. He's just trying to finish his army. <laughs> like let him <laughs> let him finish the terrain. It's fine. <laughs> Honestly though. i'm waiting for that meme because that was the thing that i've actually really missed about game of thrones not being on tv anymore was the memes that would come after and so that's the one i'm waiting for is not now i'm painting my warhammer (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and i mean it doesn't it's not shown but i don't think anything went down i'm assuming right that night not that first time like right right with with what she told him and the books she brought, I very much felt like that was just laying the groundwork that that she would not maybe cross that line that time. Right. Next night, maybe, but not that first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like my roommates and I were watching it. We're like, let the man grieve for a night. Like <laughs> let him finish painting whatever that is. <laughs> exactly. So true. Yeah. But um yeah, we'll see what develops with that because that will be very interesting. And even in the in the teaser trailers, you know, we see Allison with the knife going towards Rhaenyra. What could that be about? You know, because they're best friends and they're very close. And 
They were roommates. They were roommates. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I'm sensing. I'm sensing a little more, right? I, the whole scene with them under the tree. Okay, right. I was. Yeah. Expecting... That's where they ripped the book, right? They were sharing the books and everything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So like, yeah, there's a little bit more. Even I even got a scene. sense of that. Yeah, I even and, got a sense of their playfulness when they were when we first introduced them. Um, mm-hmm. As they were walking, as um, Rhaenyra was walking toward Alicent's, uh, I guess the wagon or whatever that carriage. Yeah, there was this kind of relationship. Yeah, so it's like, and she was like, there's a kind of a there's more going on than we would like to believe. And I I like that it's not super obvious. I like that it's kind of up to the person watching to interpret that. So I I do enjoy (laughs) that too. Yeah. And like I said, yeah, that's pretty cool to see like diversity in this. There's tons of diversity on and off camera and so i'm i'm in really into marriage yes An i was so excited marriage. i was like oh my god finally. yes because of color and his <laughs> and his character is pretty dope like the sea snake he 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 is it he is the moment you know like that's why he got he's getting his own spinoff you know and he yeah the valerians are a pretty awesome family of seafarers so should be interesting any any final thoughts going in uh, with the next episode or towards how many episodes do we have? Do we know oh, how many gosh. we're getting? Usually I know that and I don't. It's probably either eight or ten. It wouldn't be. I would like, assume, yes. right? I would assume. I'm, ho- I'm hoping ten. They like I'm to keep it give short, us 10. but yeah, yeah. high yeah. quality stuff within eight or ten. But uh, I mean, you mean I a tried- high budget? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um. I, I I try to keep those whole spoiler um, next next episode things to a minimum. It's like I don't want to watch it because I don't want to spoil myself or or speculate. Because then if I go into that dark rabbit hole, I was like, oh my gosh, I was wrong or I was right. I I, I don't want to have any of those moments. I want to go in, you know, kind of blind and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just glad. I believe it is ten episodes. It was confirmed. It is ten episodes. Okay. which I'm very excited. So they'll be able to cover more ground than that last season of Game of Thrones, which should have been at least 10 episodes, but I or, or never happen. <laughs> you know, just, you know, throwing that out there. <laughs> it would have been fine. if you. <laughs> <laughs> we all would have been happier. And yeah, apparently also the, um, for the first episode, it didn't have an opening uh, theme because they just kind of wanted to dive into the story. But going forth, there will be an opening like theme. Like, I don't it's not going to be like exactly like Game of Thrones, but there'll be like a song and a whole like opening title sequence. Title sequence. Yeah. Is it the same composer? Yeah. Yes. Ramin Dijon. Yeah. Ramin Dijon. Yeah. Yep. I, I love him. I saw him perform at the Hollywood Bowl for a Game of Thrones concert oh a few years back. And it was just epic. It was so cool. He's great. So it's cool that he's behind, you know, the reins again with composing. Definitely yep. the score, I feel, is one of the most, if not the most important thing, at least for this oh, kind of world. Of course. There were yeah. so many little callbacks to the first series throughout. Yeah. Like we heard a bit of Danny's theme and just various themes that were very familiar. And that was really well done. Yeah. I completely 100% agree. So we shall see where this goes. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, um, we are about to finish up here, but I had a blast talking with you guys about Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. It's going to be really exciting to see where this goes. Like I said, you know, we've, you know, read the books. We'll see if it follows through either way. It's definitely going to be, it's going to be a wild ride. So yes. yeah, don't get On dragon back. On, yeah, exactly. <laughs> On dragon back. <laughs> So just going to quickly go around and just kind of say where we can be found on social media or any shout outs we want to give. Um, I'll start with you, Marianne. Where can we find you on social media or any projects that you're working on? I am editor-in-chief for nerdbot.com. So we write about all kinds of nerd news, movie, casting, updates, video games, TV, all that fun stuff. You can find us nerdbot.com. And next month, Wasteland Weekend. Ooh, what's that about? Uh, It is a post-apocalyptic festival in the desert. Think Mad Max. You're living in Mad Max for five days. And look it up. It's the most incredible, crazy thing. Is it like Burning Man or just different? It's, I have never been to Burning Man. Burning Man's not my thing. This is absolutely my thing. Dope. (laughs) Right on. Well, cool. And then Michael. Yes. uh, You can... (laughs) I, uh, I'm Michael J. Lee uh, at all social media platforms, and you can find my writing at That's It LA, uh, We Live Entertainment, and The Nerds of Color. Yay. Right on! Yes! And I've definitely done a bunch of these panels with Michael. Michael's awesome. Yes. Oh, <laughs> thank you. No, you guys really helped me with this, with getting familiar with all the characters and the worlds again. It's like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. It's like, oh There's yeah. There's a lot of too. new characters. There's a, <laughs> yeah. Even myself, you know, I, I consider myself well-versed in the Game of Thrones Targaryen, yeah. you know, knowledge. I find myself being like Rhaenyra's, Rhaenyra, you know? Like, yeah. Which one is it? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to pick a house like the, you know, the sorting hat picks your house too. So yeah. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. have to figure out family that I have to stick with. It, HBO Max did launch a um a helpful website that's like yeah. a House of Dragons guide where it's oh, got okay. sections that is the houses, the land, the families, but it it's great. Like it it it's helpful. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah. It's got like yeah like the characters, the houses and like different behind the scenes inside the episodes and like Ooh. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I was actually watching some earlier today. Like, they're, like, only four or five minutes. And it's really, like, insightful. It's really well done. Right? And there's also, like, a companion podcast as well, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of help you with a lot. There's a lot of names, a lot of characters (laughs) to kind of memorize. So (laughs) they they knew that. So they're like, here, we're going to give you lots of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, I'm Whitney. Um. I've done a lot of, uh, I've done a lot of basic uh, binges. I did a lot of stuff for Nom Talk with um, fans cooking fiction because I actually, I'm a baker. So I do a lot of themed baking. So, you know, like, cool. You want a cake that looks like the Sarlacc and the Sarlacc pit in Star Wars? I got you, you know, or like. I do want that actually. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that sounds awesome actually. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can find me on social media, on Instagram under a whimsical Whitney. You'll see a lot of like themed stuff, nerdy stuff. I do a lot of, um, like I said, a lot of themed baking and art. And um, yeah, well, I had a wonderful time with you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you for joining us. 
And uh, tune in to our next show, Basic Binges, the Sandman episodes five and six tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, I've yet to catch up with that. I need to watch that. Have you guys? Been yeah, watching? I need to watch that too. I, I've been watching <laughs> yeah. the first episode. I watched the first episode. I loved it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, keep going. Concept. Yeah. <laughs> no, interesting concepts and everything about dreams and how he travels and how they want to capture death i guess the the essence of death or the character of mm -hmm. death so i was i'm very interested in this and i i have known nothing about the comics itself but yeah it seems like a lot of fun yeah it's it, it looks really dope i need it i'm also i'm right there with you we're gonna watch it <laughs> yes <laughs> awesome Good. well thank you guys and until then i'm your host whitney and i hope you guys have a nomorific day <laughs>